Mm-hmm. I think we should start. Right. Like when people, you know, cut your right hand off to punish you, you're like, <laughs> Don't I still even got care. this bad boy. I'm still writing, That's writing. Weird. I'll keep writing these pamphlets. With my uh, left in. Mm-hmm. We should call it lefting. Just to take back to, you know what I mean? I, yes, but I feel like it needs another word. I feel like it needs an mm-hmm. additional word. Left, yeah. Well, okay. I'll think about it. Not with a, hand. With a w, left hand is weird. No, just left with a W in front of it. So it can be like right. <laughs> but it'll still be pronounced left. You know what? At first, <laughs> I didn't understand what you said. And now I get it. And I'm like, I do think it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's incomplete. Don't but worry. It, I, not, I still feel like it needs another pitch. syllable. Oh, la di da. No, it can't be oh, left um, Hey, la Stephen, how you doing? La di da. Do you want to go first or do you want to go first? Oh, Annie Hall. That's right. You oh. quoted a Woody Allen movie. I just said la di da. It's not just you, no, from Annie Hall. It's a quote. You heard it here first. Okay. Um, yeah, I can go. Um, oh, okay, fine. Go. I think I want to get rid of... The th- Ugh, this sucks. Um, I want to get rid of the th- like the threat of violence Oof. that stops you from helping people. Mm. Have you ever been in that situation where like you feel like somebody? In this case, I didn't feel like they were unsafe. So, all right, I'll just go ahead and I'll start at the beginning. Um, okay. it, I was leaving here. Actually, we were on the yellow line. And we being everyone that was there, because you were not there. No. And there was this guy who, he just was very talkative. And you know how, like, when you see someone on the subway that's very talkative to people they know, there's kind of a an assumption of instability. Mm-hmm. And he was advising these women who had, were coming from the airport, which already made me nervous that this, like, one potentially kind of this kind of grungy looking guy was talking so like fluidly feverishly openly to these like a group of women who were coming from the airport i'm like oh these poor women that and when you say advising uh, you don't mean like giving them directions i do oh okay because they were going to Times square Uh uh-huh and his advice to them was to get off at grand central Mm -mm. and walk underground the two avenues to Times square Okay. Now, this is wrong. Doesn't stop it because yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop at Grand Central. Grand Central does not have an underground passage two avenues away. True. Two avenues away from Grand Central is not Times Square. So nitpicky. And the yellow line goes Stops to Times Square. Times Square. Yeah. And so I'm like, everything that he is saying is wrong. I want to mm-hmm. jump in and be like, hey, actually, that's not what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was like, you know what? At this point, he could, if he tried to, like, attack me, there's nothing stopping that. And so, honestly, if these women get off at Fifth Avenue in Midtown, they'll figure out their way to Times Square. Mm-hmm. It That's not, like, a risk to life and limb. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. And, and then he got off two steps down the way, and I walked over, and I was like... Did I hear what? Right, was right. I hearing this correctly? Yeah, no, 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 mm-hmm. uh, no, and and so like that. I was. I kept thinking at the time. I was like, man, it really sucks that I have to make a choice between like helping mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. and being safe. Mm. 
And you know, because then there was a there was a there was a time on the subway which somebody was saying that I was I was on the L, so it was going along 14th Street, and he this one guy thought that he and his family should get off at Eighth Avenue and take the ACE to Times Square. This is such a relatable conversation to anyone listening. It is not from New York, Um, but take the ACE to Times Square, Mm. and someone else told him that he should have gotten off at Union Square to take the, the the yellow line. And all these people were chiming in, and I was like, actually, man, every stop from Union Square on has a train that you can get to take to Times Square. So it doesn't actually matter. Mm -hmm. And he was like, cool. So the ACE does work. And I was like, yes. And this one guy was like, well, actually, the ACE is going to drop you off four four avenues away from Times Square. And I turned to him, and I was like, yo, man, what are you talking about? It gets off at 8th Avenue and Times Square is on 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, um, well, you know. Um, uh. and, but in that situation, I could, it was like very clearly gaugeable and I could give this person the help they needed mm-hmm. so that they and their family could get where they were trying to go mm-hmm. with little anxiety. And because that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is anxiety, not not really safety if you're mm-hmm. talking about in mainstream midtown sure. Manhattan. social safety almost maybe well oh, you're mean, talking about oh not what you mean like when they get off the train in the wrong spot right oh, like okay. the anxiety yeah, yeah. or the anxiety of like being on the train unsure if you're going to the mm-hmm. right space i mean that is just like if you're ever in a city and you don't know where like yeah uh, i think it's right i think it might be right it, it's really it's stressful and so i just wish that all you know Somebody giving wrong information is not the end of the world, but if they had, if some, it just sucks that I would like to get rid of the like potential, like people who are being potentially violent that stops you from helping people or really like even threatening, regardless of it's a situation where you're actually seeing somebody who is at risk to their person or somebody's like yelling and you maybe are afraid to help them because you could get attacked. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something so small as like, you're just looking for around the corner directions to like, I don't really, I don't know, like the yoga studio that I've been going to, I don't really talk about it very much, but I have been going is very like nondescript. And so if you don't see the like sandwich board, that's like between the dumpster and house of yes, you might miss it. Uh, and so like, I just wish we could all help people without that threat of violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I, I also just, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but I'm grateful for the times where, well, yeah, like 50-50 maybe, or maybe more than that, because there's only been a few times where I've seen or experienced like violence sure. on the train or wherever. One time recently, including me, uh, where yeah. I was punched in the throat by a homeless man a couple weeks ago and somebody did uh, intervene like pulled mm. you know pulled the person away right and another time where i saw it you know nobody intervened because it was like a group of people all fighting sure each other um yeah <clears throat> but yes i yeah i agreed the right and 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 my favorite thing is to give people who are lost give them directions in new york city it's such a oh it's so it feels great. so good and it helps them and it's so fast and like can just mm. make the whole day do you ever do it in spanish i have a couple times yeah, yeah. yeah i've done yeah. it in 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 french to people who mm. are like french in their loss nice. and yeah, it's yeah. wonderful it mm-hmm. feels so yeah it's just 
it just feels really nice to be helpful. I mean, is that an okay thing to have pride in? To be like, I felt really, I felt pride about the yeah about helping because it's it's yeah like well and it's also like giving especially because often they're tourists and so uh, it's like helping to give new yorkers the better rap that we all deserve true you know of showing that like we're helpful we're kind we'll stick out for each other new york Um, is actually because it's a very one of the it is like the nicest city that i I, i've ever been in i think like Mm. i think i remember my first week in the city uh my Ikea truck was parked on the street and this one guy in like a Telluride vehicle, like the kind that goes around and picks up handicapped people who mm-hmm. need to go somewhere was trying to get through. And it was two lanes of parallel parking, my Ikea truck. And he tried to squeeze by mm-hmm. and got stuck. Mm, no. Everyone mm-hmm. fr- like came out and they were trying to like lift up the cars on the street oh to move God, them. I what? mean, they were trying to like, <laughs> they were doing amazing. everything they could to help yeah. this guy. Yeah, no, I and they're that. like, you know, afraid that like they didn't want him to like lose his job or have like get yeah, in yeah. trouble if he accidentally right. dinged Scrape one of these cars, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. It was that's great. The, the solidarity of New Yorkers in that situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is just amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's true. We're pretty awesome. Yeah folks seriously um cool yeah i get behind yours um mine is really simple this week the thing i want to keep is uh, actually this week i want to keep something which is this this dog that i'm boarding at my house right now for because i started i joined the dog walking company just for like very occasional extra cash i mean keep um this week we have this really cute dog staying with Mm -hmm. us for the second time Oh, and he's the best, and I just want to keep him forever and never give him back, but also still get paid to have him and have not have to buy his food and take him to the vet. So I'd like, yeah, I'd like that to happen. Does he have an, does this dog have an owner? Yeah, of course. Oh, well, I didn't know because he would be fostering. Oh, sure. No, I'm boarding him, and he's got an owner who he loves, but he also really loves me and Quinn now after just a couple days, and I'm so attached. So stealing, really? I mean, keep say keep Mm. do you guys want a fish tank (laughs) no i don't i don't want fish i think we should get rid of fish as a pet maybe that's i agree but i agree it can be i uh, one of us might have recently had a a living mate uh ill-advisedly accept to become Mm. a caretaker of a fish tank Mm -mm -mm. and without even seeing said fish tank mm. and uh you gotta see it to uh, believe it it's a giant fish tank it's a it's a pretty big fish tank it's like Thanks. it's like 14 by 14 by 30 or something that like sounds, that that sounds big yeah and not only that it's like you were just super trying to cool, see if right? I wanted it because to... <laughs> it's self-regulating. Wow. Isn't that cool that it's like self-regulating? Yeah, I don't want it, Stephen. Except when it self-regulates, this is what it sounds like for like ten minutes. Wow, is that cool, everybody? Does everybody love that? It's kind so... of musical, melodic. Yeah, hypnotic. it's like it's like uh, funky fresh. Work my body. Yes, thank so you. That's where I was going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's very August Rush. Mm. Yeah. 
You lost me on that. Last you didn't know August. Re- oh, come um, on. Let's start the show. Let's start the show. Welcome to Should We Keep This, the Cultural Review podcast, who's been trying to integrate music into the intro lately, but it doesn't make sense necessarily for this time <laughs> that we look back over the past 50 years of film, music, and television to challenge your nostalgia and get at the question Should We, we keep, keep This? I am Stephen Moskis. And, oh, and I'm Gina Stevenson. And today we're talking about Independence Day, and we're talking about the top 10 songs of 1996. Oh, shit. Yeah, we were going to do, so the, okay, so the best picture winner is The English Patient. Right. And we were planning on doing those two movies, but then I saw that the Macarena was the number one song of this year, and so I was like, let's just do the songs instead, because I have the feeling Mm. that we're not going to keep The English Patient. So, yeah, we called an audible. And a literal audible because we can Ooh. hear the songs. No, that's not literally what an audible. Oh, means. I was, I was like, <laughs> I, I know was, that's not what it means. Yeah, we pulled it. Uh, you could say that we pulled an audible audible. Hey, yes, we there did. you go. That that makes not it a good, audible. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, okay. It does. You know, it would give us an opportunity to talk about Juliette Binoche, who we won't. Um, I bet probably, we will talk maybe. about her another time. Does Chocolat I win? I think it might actually. It might be on the Chocolat. Chocolat. I do like her. It's got a oh. Chocolat. Yeah. Um, but for now, we're in 1996, and uh, because of songs, it's tough to find, you know, a unifying theme. But this is the year of love and forces from above. Ooh, and that rhymes. I didn't even realize that because a lot of these songs, a, are either about love or about God or fate. And Independence Day is about aliens, which come from above. I one might say. I, I, if you wanted to say the power of love, I would and buy you because like also... the ability for, I mean, clearly Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox have a homing like love. love connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's not, not all the songs are about love. Most are, but not all. Anyways, it's also the year of Vivica A. Fox because she's also, not only is she Independence Day, but she's in the music video for the number nine song by Tony Braxton, You're Making Me High. Mm. So, whatever. All the songs are about love. Uh, not The Crossroads. I mean, maybe. I mean, The Crossroads is not, kind of about love. It's but about. But songs are always about love. Macarena right. is not about love. We'll get to that one. Um, anyways. Uh, but let's start with Independence Day. Uh, Should we start with Independence Day? We can start with or... Independence Day. Go okay. for it. So, this is the top grossing movie of 1996. <laughs> okay what i'm just <laughs> laughing at this movie already i'm being impartial i'm being impartial is this the place okay. for this independence day takes place over the course of three days from mm. so just remember that timeline three days as we talk about this plot from july 2nd till july 4th what a surprise independence day 4th of july um an enormous mothership ufo mm. which is one fourth the mass of the moon has entered orbit around earth and since sends city-sized ships to hover over 36 global cities are they here for good for ill we don't know until uh david levinson an mit trained satellite technician decodes a signal embedded within global satellite transmissions and realizes that what's in that signal is the aliens countdown timer for a coordinated global attack on the world um 
He enlists the help of his ex-wife, Constance, who is the White House communications director, uh, to warn the president of the attack and to evacuate cities, uh, which they do, but it's too late. Um, the president and the team make it out alive. Which but... anyone who knows, who's ever evacuated from a hurricane knows yeah. that a day yeah. is, is, is too late. The time oh, yeah. that they... Oh, had yeah. the ability to know was already I know. too late. It's very true. Um, I'm amazed some people did get out. Um, but you lost my train of, you made me, uh, I, it's, I too it's too late. It's too late to the point it's too late. The aliens strike on all the cities and kill a lot of people, uh, cause a lot of death and destruction. Uh, and we also enter now our other hero. Um, he entered earlier in the plot, but, you know, uh, he's a fighter pilot, Captain Stephen Hiller of the Marines, who before the attack was planning to propose to his girlfriend, Jasmine, who's a single mom. Um, he, though, of course, has to go off and like answer the war call to like address the all alien situation. And so they're planning on, did you say Halloween is canceled? I said all leave. Oh, oh yes. All leave. leave is canceled. Sorry. I thought there was a reference to something because it usually nope. is. Um, this movie. So he goes off to the base. Uh, basically, everyone gets split up. Uh, a lot of the movie is the heroes all convening, uh, making their way to Area 51, where it turns out that all those UFO conspiracies from way back were all true. Um, they've got aliens and an alien ship in there. And uh, once people are reunited happily, um, except for the president's wife, who has who dies Oof. sadly um david figures out that he can upload a virus into the mothership using that alien spaceship that they have in area 51 in order to get their uh, yeah, shields uh, to drop virus uh, virus uh, uh, um the, the, jeff goldblum Thank you. giving yeah, yeah, okay uh <laughs> get the shields to drop with the virus so that there's a window of a couple minutes for all the forces for forces all over the world to launch a counterattack against these ships um he and steven oh my gosh it's a steven i know justice for steve justice for steves they go up into space easy peasy uh really no problems there well everyone else including the president um gets into some jets fighter jets and the plan works and they make it back safe they destroy the aliens all the couples are reunited two of them even get married it's a it's, they watch and then they watch the falling mothership create what seems to be fireworks on the 4th of july didn't i promise you fireworks kid no he doesn't say it like that but that's what will smith says to the yeah song. yeah yeah yeah. for a second i thought it was bill pullman i, I remember no. he was like, i did and i i'm <laughs> gonna try to be a captivating figure as opposed to the boring white guy male alternate pre-james marsden um, uh great impartial um, well that's my opinion no, no, on Bill Pullman, yeah, yeah, the movie. sure sure sure, sure, sure so sure. uh you want to tell us about it? yeah so you know uh, a solid 75 million dollar film gina thinks this is laughingly the top grossing film but it made 817 oh, million dollars i'm laughing at us america uh roland emmerich and the screenwriter devlin uh that's just, just this has is one he's name? a one name he's like lilane from lizzie mcguire uh, they did Stargate together. Can't tell if you're serious. And no, he he has a name. I just didn't write it down. But uh, rude. I know. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry. But uh, fun fact is the DOD was gonna the Department of Defense was gonna provide personnel and equipment and uh, a number of different forms of aid and advising. But then they wouldn't. Re but they in return they demanded. 
that they removed the references to Area 51. <laughs> and they refused. And yeah. so the DoD pulled out. Whoa. Uh, something I think is also really cool is that they used basically no CGI. All of this was in camera effects. And because of that, I feel like it still looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, it, it, it like I watched it. I don't know about you, but I watched it brag in HD. Oh, and wow. I didn't. It looked we can't fine. All be it didn't look like, it didn't look like uh, Jurassic Park where like mm. everything that they adapted that was mm. CGI just looks like really stupid because yeah. they did it in an age where we couldn't really do CGI. Uh, Roland Emmerich, uh, this maybe belongs in the next one. I don't know, but he really does seem to be the, um, the prime, the peak example, um, that female directors sort of decry about the rewardance and perpetuation of male mediocrity, uh, where like women never get second chances. I just want to like rattle off some of the films that this guy has made. Great. Uh, Godzilla, the Matthew Broderick one. That was his next film after this. Uh, Eight-Legged Freaks. 10,000 BC. Oh, yeah. Likes 2012. Numbers. Likes numbers a lot. And the movie Anonymous. Well, it's not a number. No, it's 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 not a number. That's why. It but these all those movies were like massive failures, wow. high-budget failures. Yeah, wow. And he just kept getting more of them. God. For yeah, he's still directing shit. The only one of the his that is like actually okay, which is a movie of his with uh Dean Demlin, his name is Dean, oh. and uh, it is The Patriot. Hmm. Steven with the devices, it's been a while, oh my God. but I am humble. sitting there. Um, this is Dean Devlin's third movie. Um, he's made lots of movies and they're pretty much all failures, mostly with Roland Emmerich. Will Smith, uh, this is part of Will Smith's star turn because this was the first movie that he made after the official end of Fresh Prince. He had made some other movies in while Fresh Prince was going on, six degrees of separation. While like a good movie, and a, it's definitely not a part of what we think of mm. when we think of like Will, Will Smith's, Smith's body of work. Yeah, uh, he was in Bad Boys right before the end of it came out in '95. Fresh Prince ended in '96, but then this is it, it went Bad Boys '95. This uh, in this. And then immediately after was uh, Men in Black. So it's mm -hmm. part of this like trilogy that established him as a mm -hmm. box office right. heavy hitter. Comedy action hero. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And his name <clears throat> is Steve. Steven. So. Well, that's actually even yeah. more your name. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, it's not Steve. I know Steven, you want it to be exactly like your name, but his name is Steven. Oh. Yeah, uh, and there's just a couple times where people call him Steve, and that's, that's why true, I, true. I we can call him Steve, Steve just to make it uh, clear who we're talking. Just to about. make it clear that, that we're I talking am about not you Will Smith. When we talk about uh, how you went up, I in get that, that a lot, though. I get that a lot, yeah, but yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah. So we got our we got some vets. We got some vets in the building. We got Bill Pullman, 
hashtag fake Alec Baldwin. We got our friend Jeffy Goldblum. Mm-hmm. We got our other friend Mary McDonald from Dances with I Her know. Wolves. We got Judd Hirsch from Ordinary People. Wow. Yeah. This is psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, you know, then other That's people right. that are just, yeah, like and everyone. I couldn't place him. Okay, you couldn't place him. him. Come on. I placed everybody else, but not him. And then, you know, yeah. uh, Robert Legia, James Reborn, Harvey Firestein. We haven't talked about these people, but they are yeah. established people. Uh, this was like one of Vivica A. Fox's earliest films, one of her first like named roles. I still think that it kind of sucks that even though this is like a quote unquote real character that that it's like a stripper that like it's seen as to be is this impartial yeah um (laughs) and this is also not her first movie but one of the first films of may whitman Yes, who, little baby. Prolific actor who has transferred into adult stardom. Yeah. Uh, currently in Good the Girls. hit series Good Girls. The Good Girls Revolt? No, the Good Just Girls Good Revolt Girls. is uh, is an Amazon Prime show that was not very good with Anna okay. Camp about... Doesn't matter. She wasn't in it. Okay. Moving on. Um, now, Randy Quaid is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And while this is far from Randy Quaid's first movie, there's some controversy around Randy Quaid. So I felt like I should just. Yeah, you should set the scene. Read this okay. shit. Okay. So, uh, now, apparently, he has. He was in the movie Brokeback Mountain, sued the producers of Brokeback Mountain, because when he signed on to do it, he apparently misrepresent, they apparently misrepresented as a low budget art house film with no prospect of making money. Like, like that's how they sold it to him when he signed on to do it. uh, As opposed to this massive star vehicle that would go on to win loads of Oscars. But um, he was, he was arrested in 2009 for defrauding an innkeeper using an invalid credit card to pay a $10,000 bill. They were uh, they were released, subsequently paying most of the bill. However, they have failed to appear, appear in courts multiple times, and there are warrants out for their arrest. Now, then in sorry, 2010... Are, is, are, the, are Randy's pronouns they? Is that what you're saying, they? Oh, no, or, it was oh. him and his wife. Oh, oh okay. Got it. Um, no, he's him. He's him. Then they were later charged with burglary after they spent five dollars, five years, five days. <laughs> fuck me, uh, occupying the guest house in a vacant home that they once owned, and they claimed that it was wrongfully transferred to a third party via a forged signature, which is of course why they were living in the guest house. Mm-hmm. But then they failed to appear in court, and then so it warrants for their arrest, and so they moved to Vancouver seeking asylum from Canada that they feared for their lives in the United States. Uh, (laughs) And they were arrested by border authorities for outstanding warrants. And then he gave a, uh, he gave a press interview to explain the like asylum seeking story to vanity fair. And they were eventually granted Canadian citizenship, but based on her parents, not on their like request, Mm -hmm. his, his, request to get permanent resident status as a husband was denied. Mm -hmm. Um, He started living in 
Montreal, but was arrested for not checking in as a non-resident. And then they sued the State Department for revoking their passports. And then his legal appeals were exhausted and he was deported to the U.S. So they drove across the Canadian border to Vermont and the U.S. But then they were detained by U.S. Customs. Oh, my God. Randy. Yeah. And so. man. Right? Like, what the hell? And then the 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 vermont then, then there's like i never knew this was a thing but a vermont judge reviewed the california case against uh quaid and because he found quote irregularities he voided the extradition request didn't really realize that extradition amongst states was a thing yeah well yeah hmm. uh but oh. they're allowed to remain in vermont and yeah it and that's where we find him today that is where yeah that is wow. where vermont is where they're making their home as that's where uh wow they're making that's where he um that's where her his wife was was born and he is the brother to Dennis Quaid mm-hmm. um Wow, fascinating. Thank you. Right? What, a what a whirlwind a story. Weird. Yeah. Oh. Um, right. all right. Any other info that pertains to this moment? Just that sure. uh, you know, I feel like do you so oh, this is a movie like Die Hard. Yeah. For me, where it was just on television all the time. I had never seen this movie before. Really? Yep. Never ever. This is just such an interesting My that reference this is- to this is Austin Powers. When they show, or I think, right, he shows footage of the White House being blown up, and then Scott, Dr. Evil does, and then Scott's like, that's from Independence Day, or something. I feel like there is a reference, and there's a bunch of references references that I realized that I knew were generally about some movie Uh, when watching Austin Powers, and now I realize that they were (sighs) from this movie, but that is honestly my only encounter with this before. Somehow I missed it. So I'm going to read off, now, two things that were... Three things that were in in movie references to other movies would be that the first shot of the film is like the alien spacecraft being shot from underneath. Mm-hmm. And so that's obviously a reference to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they turn on the sp- the spaceship later in, in Area 51, it says, Good morning, Dave, which is mm-hmm. a reference to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, Randy Quaid gets in the – has to like fly the fighter jet – it, toward the end of the thing, he he mm-hmm. says, "I picked a hell of a day to quit drinking," which is a reference to Airplane, and yeah, because the, the, you've never seen Airplane. No, it's also it's on my list of things to watch. Uh, keep moving. Hey, Don't worry Zeus. about it. Don't worry Presto. about it. I know. I know. The, That's why I'm doing this podcast. I haven't seen a lot of movies. But it's in the '70s. We're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to I turn will that dial just way back. Watch it on my it's own. So it's on my long. It's list funny, but I'm sure we couldn't keep it. I'm sure uh, yeah, there's probably. so much fucked up shit in there because it's a comedy. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. But the two. The, the three uh, lines that I feel like I would hear quoted a lot are, let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy, from Will Smith and Harry Connick's very Top Gun-esque walk to their fighter pilots. Oh, yes. Very Top Gun-esque. Uh, then, welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. And... We need to work on our communication. Mm. Like that was a big one, which, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess kind of 
was a replacement for the uh, the cool hand Luke. What we have here is a failure to communicate line. Mm-hmm. Um, They're also just a, the movie referencing another thing when Will Smith is like, "That's what I call a close encounter." When he like shoots the alien. That's this. That's you're stepping on. That. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we had moved on to references from the movie, not references the movie was making i apologize i apologize yeah but it's still honestly it's still my section you have the plot section and I, just, I have my section i'm just trying both, to support so you interrupted me so you know i, I, I do but i feel fair. like we had there was already precedent for that kind of thing so there's that one that okay. i just said okay, that you can't sure. say now what I'm else sure. anything else yeah, no i um no i think i great <laughs> so we can vote let's enter into the section really pissed at each other pass progressively vote, i guess i guess like one one two sure, count whatever like, I'll, I'll do the yeah you don't yeah. have to go ahead just go let three, me two, do the one? whole should thing should i do the reverse thing like you and like to do just pigeonhole pigeonhole me and, and our dynamic and no get rid of this movie no, oh my god. god this movie is it was a lot of fun to watch because of how much it needs to go but it's such a ridiculous movie. I think so. While I'm ready to talk a lot um, about this, I have copious notes um, that I do feel like I was watching it and I was like, that I feel like it's close to the line of the kind of movie that we want to get rid of and the kind of movie that we should be holding ourselves accountable for not getting rid of, which is like, is this just a really bad movie? Okay. Or I is knew this a harmful yes. movie? I, and oh. I think I, as I, as, as indicated yeah. by my decision to get mm-hmm. rid of it, it, this is not a return of the Jedi situation for me. I think that it is, which a I regret movie that to be totally honest. Really? We're not talking about that yet. Wow. I've just gotten a lot of shade from Ooh. my husband. Um, Ooh. And I just love that movie. But anyways, yes, it, this movie, it's just a fairy tale of American exceptionalism. And it also is like the craziest plots, which like are just about like redeeming, like the whole plot that Randy Quaid has, mm-hmm. which we didn't, I didn't even mention because it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but like, yeah, America will save the day. Everyone else just needs to follow our lead the president you know the problem he's been getting a lot of flack uh, for just being like too peaceful too like careful and then in the end he like makes the right choice and fires his secretary of defense who like was uh the one cautioning him you know to not just nuke everybody and instead right. it's a victory that he like puts this army general who's been like nuke him you know as his secretary of defense uh so it's like very clearly a sort of Am it, I saying the right? I, yeah, oh, no, no, yeah, no, you okay. are. I the, 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 it was like a bizarrely like Forrest Gumpian like yeah. assertion of yeah. military militarism might. in the. So I, something I noticed was he says so he's a former pilot, former president, fighter pilot, yes. yeah, president, and he he makes the statement in the Gulf War everything was simple. It's just mm-hmm. not so simple anymore, and. The implications are twofold, that he is either in his second term, Mm. which would defy the, well, I guess it would be appropriate for, no, it would defy the chronology of events, right? Why would he be in the second term? So either he was president during the Gulf War. Oh, or he was a fighter pilot. Or he was a fighter pilot. Oh, yeah, which means I thought he was a fighter pilot. Which the Gulf War was like 91 to 93. Hmm. And if he was elected in 94, 1991? No, I thought it was longer than that. 
Apparently, that's what this says. I mean, I'm sure there was more. Right, which means then <laughs> of the- immediately upon getting back, he started his presidential campaign. Sure, yeah. I mean, he's. They talk about how young he is and whatever. Oh, sure, but, and like uh, the dog whistles for his age yeah. and all these things. Yeah. But like, literally, the reason the the thing that they say is when we stuck to our guns, when we didn't compromise, right? And like, basically, as he gets further from being a war hawk, that's when he loses credibility with the right. American people. Totally. Jeff Goldblum is the only person who makes a reference to the fact that like if they nuke right. this person over american soil they're gonna nuke american soil as well it's just gonna be the, the ground will be i know there's no unsafe uh, there's yeah yes now granted again millions of people have been killed globally and right like sure. maybe you need take to do some something. risks yeah but but those risks are never followed through like there's never right. there's no the ending too is just like yeah, everything's happy now. And there's no, like, what's going to happen to the whole world now? You know, right. like, like, it's just sort of tying all it all the up. Pieces? Right. Because it's seeming to really, the point of it being that, like, we saved the day and we don't have to worry about those nagging pesky, pesky questions or the pesky aliens. Uh, because, like, the point is that we had a plan and we saved the day and we right. defeated the odds. And, and yeah, and like everybody else. In the, okay. This all also, yeah. It's, three days this whole thing happens a just the fact that like everyone can get can find each other is mind-boggling that's not even place that i need to start because there's so much impracticality in this but like the idea that those days like everyone around the world has just been sort of sitting on their hands waiting for us to take the lead uh with this plan is just so uh also not only that Every depiction of another culture willfully, A, there's like one thing where they're like, when they start using Morse code, Mm -hmm. it like starts depicting all these other countries, like hearing the American signal. And it literally, it looks like they cut clips out of a movie from the 1970s. I mean, (laughs) everyone... It, it, everyone is wearing like the dumbest outfits mm-hmm. the there's almost a filter on it i mean it, it they might as well have just built a backlot series of rooms and then just camera here camera there camera there it looked so bad mm-hmm. but every culture that wasn't a western european culture they willfully depict them as being as as like unmodern as possible. Right. The fact that like in Iraq they choose to depict like Bedouins seeing the the people coming the alien ships coming in as opposed to any of the Iraqi metropolises. Mm-hmm. Metropoli. These metropolises. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then and then there's no or they don't say um or in Egypt in fucking Egypt, God, I know they're, like, they're celebrating around the, around pyramids. the pyramids. I'm like, excuse oh me, God. where's Cairo? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> they're they're uh, in like no, I know the Egyptian wilderness, and they show some unnamed place in Africa, you know, right. with like you know people who are meant to be from some tribe, right. and like and and then for us, and then they show us 
the like Sydney Opera House because essentially, but no people because right. it's like, well, if we didn't show the people, we wouldn't know where we are in the world, you know? And right. it's like, this is so backwards. Right. Ugh. And then there's like a, a moment that the, so the Lebanese government actually protested this movie for the moment <laughs> that took place where it was just like the, I can't remember if they used the word propaganda, but basically the moment where, oh, they've all been fucked. So Israel and Palestine are going to work together. And it's like this whole thing of, oh, look, the situation is, look how the situation is. Mm -hmm. We all have to band together as mankind. That word should have a new meaning for us all now, mankind. Mankind. To let our petty differences to the side. We will not go quietly into the night. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know that whole speech. I was like, you're just trying to be Braveheart. You're not. That oh, was man. last year. My dad, very he every time he watches the movie, he likes the movie a lot. He watches it and he's just like, "Man, I just, I really do feel like that speech is supposed to be like a rousing speech, and it's just <laughs> really not. It just doesn't hit from him. <laughs> no. And, and yeah. I also wonder, like, was anybody there? Like when he was doing the majority of the takes, was it just him on the stage uh-huh. trying to do everything to nobody? Right. Or was he actually was giving a the speech to the crowd? I don't. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know if they were like, mm, maybe let's not pay the extras for this, right. for this time. Um, also, yeah. the general principle to me mm-hmm. does not make sense. So, the aliens target like major symbolic buildings, and that to me is. Absolutely implausible. What do you like the Statue of Liberty falls? Is that what you mean? No, I mean like by targeting the Empire State Building, by targeting the um the White House, mm-hmm. you know, like the center of US government. Mm-hmm. Well, the center for US government is not like a super populated, populated part yeah. of even the DC area. So there is no way that they could be doing research and then unless they've all been living in there, unless the research that they've been doing with Randy Quaid types has been abducting people over the past 50 years while they keep their entire civilization on a spaceship. Like they just, brought everyone there on a whim. Plus Mm -hmm. if they go from planet to planet and they need planets like ours, we know that those planets are so few and far between that the idea that any one of those aliens, like none of those aliens would be alive by the time they got to Mm -hmm. the next planet, Mm -hmm. let alone like utilize the, let alone them having this like shared cultural history of being a species that destroys a planet rate, like, like, takes all of its natural resources and then moves on like the sheer amount of time that that takes, they would be a different species by the time they got to the next planet. Mm-hmm. It, to yeah. me, it just makes well, no fucking sense. Well, the shitty science fiction in this movie, yes, is it knows no bounds and it's infuriating for like, uh, the genre. I just like, mm-hmm. like you're yes. So true. And if, and even just the fact that they have no motivation Cause like they don't even really seem to want to take the resources. Like you're saying, if their whole point is they just go from planet to planet, destroying planets, then well, no, no, no. It says that they like 
but there they is move no time. In, they wipe out the inhabitants right. and then and they then use they, it for its. Re- that's but what. But what does what, that mean? You know, like it doesn't right. mean that they colonize the planet because then they would have they would just stay there. Like it just. Well, but then they destroy it, and so they pack their bags. But again. They destroy it like, in like five what? years, and then they have enough right, time to exactly. move on. Like that's like that's why just one even deboard right. the craft. Right, uh, and so like it's so. Oh, there's just so many and and like the science part like just they the fact that the fact that steve steve and uh jeff goldblum's character just like fl- let's fly on up to outer space and they right. just like go up they just generally like upwards and then they and, and and not only the fact they can like pilot this craft um which you know will smith knows how to do because he's seen them because he's fly. seen it fly I, i've seen their flying maneuvers I'm so like, oh, i can take i can do it having um, seen a, a passenger aircraft yeah fly, you can fly i, I can, can you definitely fly that thing aircraft. yeah exactly but then they just like go up and they're there in like probably what i don't know like an 45 minutes they've right. arrived at this yeah. at this uh craft like outside of earth's atmosphere it's just so infuriating the like it's to the point of like i can't even believe also, right and and this movie got me there's such a the way that they depict the explosions mm-hmm. i'm like we know now that the speed at which one building's debris mm-hmm. would cover everything mm-hmm. in a multi-block radius. The fact that all of these buildings are exploding out like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, and people are no just, like, one running is ahead of getting it. away. No one is. She would not have the time in the tunnel. So Vivica A. Fox is like, she She's sees like, the fire right, in her rear view approaching. mirror. Gets out of her car. Gets her kid out. Runs for a little bit, then darts left to like right. break Kick open a, door a maintenance open. door. Yeah, and then and Boomer makes it, and then is able to be like, "Boomer, come here, boy!" to her dog, right. who like leaps through the flames and into the safety of the tunnel before <laughs> the fire makes it five hundred feet to get right. to her and right. her son. Like, yeah, insane. No. Also, the president's wife, mm-hmm. who they find laid delicately up against the remains of a helicopter in la and it's like excuse me if her helicopter went down it means it was wrapped in the explosion in the air right careened down and crashed right like (laughs) you're not getting out of that i'm sorry yeah it wasn't like you were getting out of the helicopter and then a piece of debris hit you right Totally. You no, were yeah. in a fucking airplane, yeah, which then exploded, airplane exploded when it hit the ground. Right, right. You know, it. Yeah, no. Utterly it, unbelievable. And then, like, to continue this with further logic thing, and this is why, yeah, it's not just that it's not a good movie or a movie that I don't like, but like the storytelling of it is just so full of holes. I think that that is an okay metric, as well as the fact that it's mm-hmm. a dangerous um, message. But the fact that the. So LA gets. So the Will Smith is like based in LA, goes to the Air Force base or the base, yeah, uh, that he has to report to. Um, LA, along with thirty-five other cities across the planet, get demolished, including the world-famous population of uh, the world-famous California city, El Toro. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I, I mean, 
like i guess that base yeah that base got destroyed but the point being that like the day the moment after la and all these cities gets destroyed which you know is where will willis smith is from probably a lot of other people on this base are from there he's you know his girlfriend who he wants to propose to is ostensibly still there even though he knows she's trying to meet him but like yeah uh and then he and all the, the whole this like crazy thing of like war movies where all we see is like the soldiers just being like funny line here about how we're yeah. gonna get those aliens yeah let's do it yeah. and like triumphant patriotic music yeah and it's like you yeah. just saw your city get destroyed right. along with all these cities and like you're just like slapping each other on the butt so you could get in that fighter right. jet and not worry and i was just like you are you nobody in this room would be so cavalier about this and such a stereotype of like yeah let's get them also it's- they go up the fact that all of the planes have four missiles yeah and they're going up there against hundreds of ships that when like those first alien ships pour out they should have been like yo guys we gotta get out of here there's 16 of us with four missiles (laughs) even if every single one of those missiles yeah takes out one of these ships we're We're fucking sitting ducks yeah we're done so yeah like absolutely wow I feel like that should count as like a ding. Um, it's broken. Thank well, you. Well, okay. Bring good merchandise. I don't want to see any more collapsing iPad cases, please. It's a, it's a Kindle or something. It's not a Kindle. It's an Amazon okay, tablet. Amazon project. Whatever. Anyways, it was a gift. Um, also, oh. the fact. Okay, so the the like the way that we save the day is like everybody everyone who's breathing come over here and we're going to give you a crash course in how to fly a fighter jet right and they get like one hour of training and literally you know and we see randy quaid's character who used to be a fighter pilot get in the plane um say that beautiful line that you mentioned before about pick today to stop drinking and then like let's see let's see and he like pushes the number eight and we hear the voice in the in the plane go like you know uh nuclear like missile missile launching. launching yeah and he's like oh go oh, no 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 and then he like pushes the number one and it's like launch canceled and i'm like what so a right. like the fact that you're saying it's so simple and then also we see them when they're in the air and they like execute all these like perfect maneuvers and do save the day right. and so i can't imagine the air force or like not the air force the you know any pilot fighter jet people would be like so pissed at this movie because you're both saying it's like ridiculously easy and incredibly complicated and you can also right. learn it pretty quickly like it uh, it was so strange also i i also felt like one of the big issues with the the it was making like weird commentary in some places like i generally am always very skeptical of alien movies because i think most alien movies are really about people and like a fear of foreigners, basically like a fear of, you know, effectively replacement theory in film and in film form. And the way, what they talked about, like the aliens doing was like, they just, they hype, they expand and they use up a country, a, a planet for its natural resources. I was like, well, that sounds that sounds like us. Which I think Jeff Goldblum but ties I, into. I do think that Jeff Goldblum ties into that. However, 
Because so when we see Jeff Goldblum, he like tells his dad not to smoke because that'll kill him. And he like recycles, recycles. And he like gets mad that no one in his uh, no one in his building, like they'll contaminate the recycling or they'll put the recycling in the garbage or uh, Harvey Firestein is drinking out of a styrofoam cup. And he's like, do you have any idea how long it takes for those cups to decompose? But in 1996, that person would have been like. He that 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 is a joke in in the world of 1996. Mm. That you know nowadays people are people would probably be like fuck yeah man. Mm. It's a it's it's insane that a Whole Foods has plastic containers at a top bar. What the fuck is that shit about? Mm. Like that is a concern for now. But 20 years ago, 24 years ago, anytime somebody was. Acting like, oh, well, you know, you really should be recycling. It's like, okay, mm. wow, Johnny Green Tree Hugger Granolo <laughs> wearing hemp shoes. Woody Harrelson's over here trying to make us put our cans in the right bin. <laughs> but so like, and in the in the, the movie itself ends with him being like, hmm, I could get used to smoking, <laughs> smoking tobacco. Cigar. I know. <laughs> Yeah. It's fucking yeah. terrible. No, you're right. You're right. Um, and, yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. Also, uh, we see like a love story-esque situation where the doctor tells Bill Pullman that his wife is bleeding internally and Will imminently die. going to die. Yeah. And so, and leaves it to him to tell the wife. Mm-hmm. And then he lies. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's like a character game between them where he says something and then she's like, liar. Right. She knows she's dying. So like he's so she knows. But like. What if she didn't? You know what I mean? Like what if she didn't? He's you know, he doesn't give his speech at the fucking the mm -hmm. military base and someone goes liar. Like he was telling the truth then. So like he yeah. tells the truth unless he only lies well, to I his don't wife. Know. I mean, it's which, a tricky, like, it's, it's different here? than love. Story. It is similar, but it's different in that. Like, it's not like she's walking around and she seems fine. And you know, like right. I don't they didn't know. immediately the have morals sex. of it are. Yeah. The ethics. I could see both sides to be totally honest, but, but yes, I also just about like maybe inadvertent comments this movie is making. Uh, or maybe advertent, I don't know. Um, Harvey Firestein at the beginning, because you know he's in it and he works with Jeff Goldblum's character, um, and he 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 might be the first character that we've seen in one of these movies who like we who seems to be gay, uh, who like is the movie is not does not seem to have a negative point of right, view like about he's him. Not uh, yeah, well until he's, he's not the evil. only one. Yeah, he's like he's kind of pathetic, he's, yeah, but he's but he's, he's like a human, you know, and he sure. like and the, when he like kisses Jeff Goldblum on the cheek, Jeff Goldblum doesn't go like, oh, gross, right. you know, he's just kind of like, oh, you know, right. the movie uh, saves that for another point. I would argue the like moment where Harry Connick Jr. is looking at Will Smith's ring mm -hmm. and then he's like, wow, man, this is a, like this is a wedding ring. And then the guy walks around the corner and sees like. I thought that was like, no. I thought no, because he was like, "Oh, sorry, I'll give you a moment." Was what I? It wasn't like, "Whoa, gross." Because if it was, I think you're looking through, looking at that through no, 2020 I, eyes I, and not 1996. I really eyes. don't think so. In 1996 eyes, it was, we were still under "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." Like it is. No, I know, but I, I, I don't know. I, like it could have. 
I think it was ambiguous a little bit. Like, I don't think so. I, I, if he had a problem with it, I think he would have done something different. Like it was either like, oh, sorry, excuse. Like it was really like, sorry, excuse me, you know, is what I thought from that moment. Not like gross or this is wrong. But they, the point of what I was saying, though, is that then Harvey Firestein is the only character who we meet early on who then dies immediately in the first uh explosion and that that is true and that is just like disappointing and i don't know why he had to die yeah because he could have been a fun bit of another comic relief oh sure for more than that maybe um um i feel like we should there's so much to pick apart in this movie we should probably move move on forward yeah i mean i also Um, felt like so the fact that he it's called Independence Day and it's taking place around July 4th and it's now become a, a global holiday. I was like, <laughs> there's actually another global holiday that I was talking about just yesterday that better signifies what's actually happening, which is that there is a national holiday in Greece called Ochi Day, which is the Greek word for no. And it relates to when the Italians said to the Greeks in World War II, hey, we need your ports. We're going to occupy Greece. You're going to give us access to all of your ports. And if you don't, you will become an enemy of the Axis power and we'll declare war against you. Mm. So then it's called Ochi Day because Ochi, you know, Ochi means no. And allegedly the Greek dictator was like, mm. no. But actually what he, what he wrote in French was, so then it's war. And <laughs> that to me is a better description of like what's actually happening Mm. in this movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) you're not like declaring independence because you were never like right under the, under the control sovereignty of the aliens. No, I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's almost like the, and Bill Pullman's speech is trying to be like, yeah. Independence from, the need to have like separations between ourselves, but like that's a reach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like our f- independence as humankind and not right. as sovereign states or countries. Um, there's so much. I think you're so right about Jasmine's character being a stripper. There's no reason for that except that we get to like see her be a stripper in the strip club and like have a moment of sort of class but with her and the pre- and the president's wife the first lady even that was like but unbelievable like, uh, when I she know. was like yeah i'm a dancer mm, ballet. Ballet. and i'm like oh, God, excuse me like ballet Ugh. in the 90s like she would have been inc- incredibly like much skinnier and only now are we getting like major ballerinas that are african-american so mm-hmm. like yeah, she probably wouldn't. wouldn't the reality is she like would ballet. assume she's a stripper. Right. And the good movie would be like, no, you asshole, I'm a ballerina. Right. You know, <laughs> like, but this is just playing into the, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and this whole, I don't even, the tones that this movie goes into are, so, I love a genre bending movie that does lots of genres, but like mm-hmm. the tone of this one plot with like the crop dusting Randy Quaid, who's like an alcoholic and not a great father, because you know he's has trauma from being abducted by aliens and and like the whole family drama of like the way that they even talk to each other is like a different movie it's so weird and like the son who like needs penicillin for i don't know for it just 
and like your mother didn't like her medicine either but there were just like all these weird things where i was like what even is this plot yeah. um so I just and feel then like, this, like weird juice bag from 10 things i hate about I know, you was just in the car like, like yeah. this might be our last known earth right to the daughter yeah so it's just yeah also i felt so i i agree i think that like the movie was punching up the comedy in every place that it could punching mm-hmm. up the drama like really yeah, trying to trying to be the most check all of the boxes yes. to like really get all the draw and one of the things that i felt like it did was i was pretty uncomfortable with judd hirsch's character oh were you jeff goldblum's dad i mean I just felt like the source of his comedy was that he was like a, 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 like a New York Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he, uh, I, I don't know. Like, he, it was to me, it was more like the sort of awe of like being in the white. Like, suddenly it was like the presence of. Certainly, like his character is the thing that we get from his character is like I am a New York Jew, you know, yeah, and an immigrant. Um, at some point when I was when he was younger, but like. I don't know. I, th- I liked his character and I thought that the humor was like not about like anti-Semitic jokes, really. Right, it was sort no. of like about him, like in front of the people who run the country being like, hey, listen to my son. Right. My son's the best, you know. It's more um, like, yeah, it's sort of like a like a my big fat Greek wedding or mm-hmm. like J- Joey's Italian jokes. It's all. Yeah, about, like, we're laughing. We're laughing at somebody doing the like emblematic things, not a not necessarily like like saying that they're negative or that they're yeah, like evil. yeah but i just i was just like eh, eh, yeah i don't know i'm struggling because when i think about like the highest grossing movie mm-hmm. then i'm like well this movie was seen by people in like the midwest and texas and like the south and the west like people who've never met a jewish person ever mm-hmm. and and i just i just get so untrusting i don't know if there's like a, yeah. a a verb for like removing one's trust yeah Just somehow trusting. it helps me that like we see him and his son and his son is so different than that and that like right. so much of the movie his character is about like their relationship you sure. know um that it does mitigate that for me a bit but but i totally hear what you're saying yeah i don't know also like <laughs> there's just so much to say yeah i i will say <laughs> if this movie does one thing right it is continue to glorify the coolest man in show business jeff goldblum oh my god like, he's so cool oh my god it's true and that role the the character could so easily have been like sort of just like nerdy i don't know like it he just he just makes it he's got such a great niche this like very suave cool funny genius. smart man <laughs> like, yeah super yeah. genius Right, which you know, the science to not even even talk about the computer element of like this science of like I'm gonna upload right. a virus Turn, and like uploading virus. There's a countdown. Yeah, I'm speaking to the alien ship yeah. and it's in English. You know, like right. we didn't get into that. He also says the same thing. He has a line that he said here that he also said in Jurassic Park where he's like, "Must go faster, must go faster." Right. When he's faster. in the must which is or must go faster. Um, yeah, but he's I got do such good love. comedic timing. I, yeah, I, I know it's love. so fun. Uh, but, yeah, we're just like, uh, oops. We're gonna need to work on a computer. I thought that was great. Yeah, no, uh, he's he really nails the jokes. Also, the the so I guess this is the last thing that I have to say on this is that Vivica A. Fox. I would have now, while I think it's like really annoying that like it with with regards. No, I, I feel like why is dismissive of this. The way this movie handles race is um, all the white people's best friends are white, 
and all the black people's best friends are white, including <laughs> Vivek A. Fox. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, every, like, all the white couples are, like, the absolute highest of all of their fields. Mm-hmm. And then the, like, one black woman, instead of having, like, mm-hmm. any, she's a, she's an exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. But also, the idea that, the military would choose presentability over ability is an interesting conversation that this movie provides zero nuance to because mm-hmm. in the what they what they go into is that Will Smith is in love with Vivica Fox wants to marry her but he also wants to be an astronaut mm-hmm. and they're very public figures and right. the U.S. government is not going to put someone into that public sphere who whose mm-hmm. wife is an exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that is interesting, but none of that nuance, none of that conversation no. was had. It was no. just a, well, obviously she's a stripper. Right, so, so you're not going to be an astronaut right. if, you, yeah, if you marry her. Uh, you know, stripper with a heart of gold. Stripper with a heart of gold. You know, uh, related to us by the uh, incredibly bizarre character yeah, of Harry Connick Jr. So strange. What a what fucking was he doing weirdo. There? Who told them to make like, those choices? Oh, like yeah, yeah. He, everything was just like the, yeah, it's like they were spiking daddy. him with drugs. <laughs> I like, know. It's just oh, hey, what's, uh, he was. Yeah, insane. there's no impression. It's not even possible. Uh, yeah. Huh. Okay. All well, right, goodbye. Yeah, let's do it. And you know, they song? there's some songs I feel like there's stuff to talk about and others where I'm like, we can skate, I feel like, we could skate past a couple. I feel like I have very little to talk about with any of these songs. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just feel like what a weird time in music. Yeah. It was that a weird all of year. these songs are top 10 songs that the, the, the majority of these songs are like, Real slow. I know they all sounded very similar. A lot similar, of them sounded super similar. Broken hearted R and B ballads. Yeah, yeah, it was so interesting. What a weird time in music that like so weird. Like something it wasn't something that was like, like driving, driving and really catchy. Or even yeah, there wasn't much variety in tempo, no. in emotion. Yeah, there's a lot of like yearning. It's like a year of there's a lot of yearning. Right. It's interesting. And all then right. there's the Macarena. But um. Yeah. We just and like... then pulling in at number one, the <laughs> Macarena. Um, should we just go, th- just say what they are and say anything we need to say about them or just pick yeah. out the ones that we want to talk about? Um, no, let's just go through them all. Let's go okay. through them all. Start with um, 10? 10 start down with number one? 10. So number 10 is the song that we've all heard. We oh, all yes. know. We Definitely all knew love. It beforehand. Twisted yes. by Keith Sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, I Had you ever heard this song before? Nope. I, I had not. I had never even heard of this guy, to be totally honest. Never, ever ever heard this song and won't ever hear and it I know again why. <laughs> yeah. but the the wildest thing about it is the music video oh sorry keep going. that's okay. the music video where he's like a detective like, yeah, and, and she's like a she, murderer she's a murderer who killed like a high-ranking chinese yeah and official. then they like sleep together yeah uh, it's, um you should watch that music video but he worked he like transitioned into the music industry from being a stockbroker he became a stockbroker, how to succeed in business without really trying style. He went from the mailroom 
to becoming a stockbroker yeah. in like four years. No way. Yeah, big time. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm like, I like applaud him. Yeah, seriously. For becoming so successful in basically everything that he did. That's so way incredible. to go, Keith Sweat. Yeah, well, like, way to yeah. go. Now, do we want to go through song by song to say, like, as we address each song, keep or just talk about each song and then go through and then well, bing, I, bing, bing, bong, boom? I think we should, don't need to talk about them twice. Um, I feel... I feel uncertain. I feel like there's some that I'm like, yes, keep definitely and definitely don't keep. And the rest I'm just kind of meh about. So which, like this, which I feel like is, I feel like meh. Right. So can 10 be spelled Y E S. Okay. Well, so 10 I'm meh about. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's also, and it's one of those ones that like, it's been forgotten by yeah. time. So keeping it is the same as getting rid of it. Yeah. Um, that's sweet, sweet number nine. Number nine, this is You're Making Me High by Tony Braxton. Mm-hmm. There was also, it was two well, songs. Well, no, but like if you, if you look at it, like I don't know if it was how it works, but if you Google it, uh-huh. it well, I listened to You're Making Me High by Tony you're Braxton. It high slash Let It Flow. Um, is this is the from Tony Braxton's second studio album, Secrets. Uh, there was a rumor about, she had like this whole, um, this rumor about how she got famous, which was that she was discovered while singing to herself while pumping gas. Uh, but actually, as she uh, set the record straight when she was on an episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, um, mm-hmm. she was recognized f- from she had been she was doing local performances in Annapolis. And uh, while she was like refueling her gas tank, uh, this guy who was a station attendant there recognized her from her performances and said he wanted to produce her. And she was skeptical at first, but decided to take a chance and somehow it worked, <laughs> which I'm like, cool. Wow. You were a gas station attendant and then you became her producer. Yeah. And... Where's the, where's that gas station attendants uh, movie? Right. Yeah. Why seriously. Anyone, yeah, right. Why isn't anyone like, is it true that you were pumping gas and then right. decided to take yeah, a chance? On that Tony guy Bryson? and Keith sweat. Should, right. Like we need to see their stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, this song, I mean, that's all I have to say. Yeah, uh, I'm, you know, it's, I'm I'm good with it. We can keep it. I'm fine with it. It's still you know? on the like soulful, yeah. like slow side. Right. Let it flow though is even worse. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in terms of that direction. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got there, I was like so bored yeah. that I'm yeah, like, yeah, like let, fuck, let it flow. Let it flow. I'm let so it glad go. you only talked about. You're making me high. You can yeah. stay. Making me um, stay. Yeah, and I like that. And she apparently so in the music video when she, she's there, the, she's actually appearing with her boyfriend at the time is like mm-hmm. the male actor who mm-hmm. like she ends up choosing. I think that's kind of sweet. I, I the video. couldn't care less about that. That's However, um, I'm ready to move on. And <laughs> the next one, I didn't realize I knew, but I did know the mm-hmm. I Love You Always Forever by <laughs> Donna Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I have to say about this is at first I was like, that's weird. Why would you do that? But then, what I do feel what? Like, so <laughs> make okay. this song. Oh, okay. no, Donna Lewis. Uh, when this song was coming out, she was twenty three years old. She was born in nineteen seventy three, except that she wasn't. Uh, <laughs> at the time, um, she then said in a later interview that when her first album came out, she had already been married to somebody for like like six years and and so as they as people have tried to date her she was born somewhere between the vast period of 1957 (laughs) to 1966 what nobody knows how old she is that's amazing and that it's 
likely that she was in her mid thirties while she was making the when this album came out when the song came out and not when and not like in her early twenties. And my first thought was like, yeah, oh, why would you do that? But like, obviously, the answer is that pop music singers they're only viable if they're like breaking mm-hmm. in between 16 totally. and 22 otherwise you're like right you're you done better be a country star over the hill um, right true and so yeah uh but this one is that one that's like i love you always ever need and far closer together and i was like oh yeah i, I did know it. this song and also yeah. i'm like Oh, and it was apparently originally called Lydia after it was, um, it was based on, it was based on a book that was, it didn't really seem to make too much sense that it was, um, based on that book, but it was, yeah, it was based on a a inspiration. The book was, uh, Love for Lydia by H.E. Bates. Cool. Yeah. Which, um yeah. nice yeah i i it was this song is pretty cloying but um and very she has such a like 90s voice yeah but she wrote this the lyrics which, which i'm like know. that's cool and actually yeah the thing that you're saying about the age thing makes me be like you, yeah badass right like you go for it to be actually older than you say you are but still be like able to be like suckers i got mm. you you know <laughs> right yeah like somebody it was an art of, it was an interview with people that she said like yeah well i've been married for this long so obviously i'm not 21 <laughs> and like what? that was her response like what it's amazing yeah also the the verses yeah they're like definitely sort of cheesy yeah. in that like wannabe cardigans kind of way mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Then once it gets to the that chorus, I'm yeah, like, you're like no, okay. into it. You got me. This, this is what you got me there. pop songs are for the chorus. Exactly, that's, that's true. That's true. They're for the chorus. Um, all right, moving on the list. Number seven is "The Crossroads" mm. by Bone Thugs and mm. Harmony. Um, this song, so they, it's from their second album, and it's dedicated to the group's mentor, who the late rap icon Easy E, and also other family members who they mentioned in the song. It won a Grammy for best rap performance by a duo or group. Uh, and they're just fun fact about this about Bone Thugs and Harmony. They are the only group that worked with Tupac, Notori- the Notorious B.I.G., Easy E, and Big Pun while they were all alive, which. Hmm. It's cool. I didn't. I honestly, to be totally honest, don't know who Big Pun is. I don't but know. But was on that list, and so I'm like. But he's great with wordplay. Great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet. Uh, also, according to Wikipedia, quote: Many people consider them the greatest rap group of all time. End quote. So I just thought that's a fun Wikipedia quote because like anybody could have written that. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> the greatest rap group of all yeah, time. Many people consider them to be that. Um, but yeah, this song. I to be told. This song. I feel like I can't judge because it's so much about religion and that like my own like it's all about but do you feel like uh, you were on the fence about keeping it but but you just had to no i just like it. don't know i mean i i think it's like as far technically i guess it is it's a good song i i just like can't get past my own like bias of like songs that are overtly only about like jesus and heaven and god like that like i just have a little wall that goes up in me uh, and so I find it hard to I mean, get if it past helps, that it's not really traditional religion because if it were, Easy E would not be going up to the top of that mountain. Well, I, I'm saying it's like they are. What? Yeah, no. 
Yeah, Easy E, not a good guy. He's in hell, if there is one. I understand, <laughs> but from the point of view of the song, it's like, right. you know, about heaven and yeah, stuff and like that. The, which, like, which is well, like, again, for... fine and good, and I don't yeah. want to judge that. I just like have a hard yeah. time. I mean, the video, yes, but to me... Yeah, the video very much so. Maybe that colors it for me. Yeah, because to me, the, the song is, you know, when I listen to it, A... Uh, it's just generally speaking, not so much of a, I don't really get stopped by that, but also mm-hmm. at the same time, I hear it more as I hear about the people, it being about the people yeah. that they've lost sure. and wishing that yeah. they'd see them again yeah, yeah, yeah. when That's they true. die. That's true. Um, Which is, yeah, a really beautiful message. Yeah. So and just, and just like, yeah, really sad, especially because yeah. it's, you know, coming out of the early nineties, coming out of the eighties mm-hmm. when violent crime in the United States was like, mm-hmm off the charts and so the amount of people that they would have known that have been that have been killed like would Mm -hmm. just be nuts and i and i actually thought it was kind of powerful when when they had like the it would be like the group walking and then Mm. they were just like disappearing Mm. as they were walking i thought that that was really powerful it really was yeah let's keep it let's keep it cool all right um cx Number six is the 12 Bar Blues by Tracy Chapman. Put the fist pump down. It, it's I not didn't, that, Nobody had to know. It, you know, just... But, I, it, it's you know... Called, wait, it's called Give Me One Reason. Yeah. What, oh. Give me one reason. Yeah, no, but you, you didn't say the title. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Continue. I thought I did. The 12 Bar Blues by Tracy Chapman. Oh, I guess That's I just already went... To, is that the title? No. I was getting there, but I oh. maybe talked about your fist pump before I got to talk. Yeah, okay. Give me one reason. Okay. <laughs> you know, everyone said, give me one reason to stay here. Yep. Oh, I turn them back mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't want to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Continue. But. Yep. Mm-hmm. But and about the song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to say about the song. It's not like her best song. In my opinion, Fast Car and Talking About a Revolution are... Mm-hmm. Like the the great Tracy Chapman songs, mm-hmm. um, they're not off this album. Sure, I find this song, generally speaking, to be boring. There aren't really many more words. <gasps> I like give me song. one reason to That's stay true. here. Um, I don't want to get rid of it. I just don't like it. I mean, I think it's amazing. I love that she is also like you were talking about songwriting. Mm-hmm. I mean, she right. is not only like not only does she write. All of her music, her her guitar playing is mm. typically pretty intricate, or at the very least, unusual. You mm-hmm. know, and and so she is an excellent musician and a great poet. Mm-hmm. I definitely just feel like yeah, this is not this is not the best song really of revelatory of any of that. True, but I thought it. You know, the sort of like it has a fun groove. Um, I appreciated the video a lot. I'm mean, I'm trying to yeah figure out how to like. Uh, yeah, if you just like something, then that's not a reason necessarily. But give me one reason, Tracy. Um, right. It's like, but, but but it's not like Indiana no, no, Jones for you. No, it's no, just yeah. fine. Yeah. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. bad. But, but and but I really, like it's like it. I want to keep Tracy Chapman, so I'm like, let's definitely keep the song. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, and this but, is like one of her biggest songs. Right. You know, it's like yeah. one of her three biggest songs. But yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. Now, and arguably, talking about a revolution, it might like that is probably third on the list in terms of like charting. Mm. Despite that. I don't know, be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, but let's keep it. Uh, uh, on um, we go. On we go. Do 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 do
Anyways, this is Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. Cause you'll always be my baby. baby. Um, all right, so this is from her fifth studio album, Daydream, which I can very clearly remember the cover of this album. I think I had it uh, on on disc. Is that um, the one with uh, on compact disc? On compact disc. Well, remember this? This is her eleventh chart topper on the Billboard Hot 100, mm-hmm. tying her with Madonna and Whitney Houston Ooh, for yeah. the most number one singles for a female artist at the time. Um, the video for this this uh, song was recorded at. The Fresh Air Fund's Camp Mariah, which was named after her because she was a big uh, supporter of the Fresh Air Fund, which mm-hmm. I think is a cool little tidbit. And apparently she had the idea for the song and like this phrase, always be my baby and a melody and um, like brought these two producers who she wanted to work with and they like jammed out and like truly collaborated to like write the song together, which I'm like, that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, and I think we should, I mean, it's just so catchy. We got to keep this song. Like if we're going to have like ballads, if those ballads are also catchy, then that's, that's, that gives us both the time and it makes us not want to fucking kill ourselves (laughs) as we listen to the music of 1996. Mm -hmm. This song is fucking great. It's so fun. Yeah. It's just so fun. I love it. I love that she directed the video. Yeah. And that she wrote, you know, co-wrote the song. Like mm -hmm. the collaboration of it is really exciting to me. Yeah, Yeah. It's really cool. Okay, great. Boom. Great. Easy. Next um, one. Next song is Nobody Knows. This song. By the fame, <laughs> by the fame Tony Rich Project. Yeah. What What a whiny song it is by whiny. a skinny man in a metal bathtub. <laughs> like, it was just like He's weird. sensitive. I like that he's, you yeah. know, he's a sensitive And like, guy. what was it with like vague sepia filters yeah, in the 90s like it, it was very <sighs> strange the like they all had the same shot from below color color coordination it was a very <laughs> strange palette for the time mm-hmm. um and it's like and nobody knows it but me yeah and it was all about like he's, i'm thinking you know, about you i'm broken hearted but nobody right. knows nobody it but knows because he won't um, tell anybody right it's, and yeah. uh I'm sitting, uh, but now the what I will, what I do want to say about this song, is that it is one of the songs that was a part of my favorite '90s tradition, mm. which was mainstream pop hits getting country covers. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> love that trend, and so I just could easily see a country star being like, "Nobody knows it but me." Uh-huh. Like I <laughs> oh, totally. just wait—is there love one? It. Yeah, yeah, oh, it nice. is. Oh. This is the only oh. number one single. Um, it was like it was not his only. It was uh, Kevin Sharp did the country cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you would not recognize his name either mm-hmm. because this was his only hit single. Cool. It went number one. Nice. Good for weeks. him. Wow. And nobody knows, knows it him but, but him. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we don't need to keep this up? Well, my vote is keep again, it because again, like, I don't care. Again, I don't really. Co- we haven't kept it. Yeah, exactly. So true, I'd true, like true. to keep the culture sure. train on the same track. Choo choo, um, no. chugga chugga. Okay, number three is because you loved me by Celine Dion. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so this is from her fourth English language studio album, "Falling uh, Into You." It was the theme song for the movie "Up Close and Personal" with which, Robert Redford. Seen? Nope, and Mi- Michelle it? Pfeiffer. Okay. I almost said Mitchell Pfeiffer. Mitchell Pfeiffer. Um, it won the Grammy for best song written specifically for a motion picture or television. 
There's so many types of Grammys. Um, nominated for a whole bunch of others. And one of the songwriters, by the way, this woman, Diane Warren, said the song was a tribute to her father, which I appreciate. Um, because I wasn't sure why the song itself is a classic Celine Dion ballad, you know. I think um, it's of the weaker Celine Dion. Ballads, yeah, so and I was else. thinking of it's it's all like I am who I am because you loved me, right? But thinking about it as not and, and nothing in the song specifically says anything romantic, and so when I read that about it being like the sort of this non-romantic love, I was like, okay, that's cool. I could get behind it more. I well, um, I can get behind her writing process more and less fault her. But the amount yeah. of weddings that this has probably been a part of, I, in I'm terms sure. Of the, the, their I mean, and then first the dance. backdrop of this movie, like you know, it being about this romance, that, right? Like, Between you can't like get a past much it. older man and a oh, younger really? woman, mm-hmm. and him basically helping her establish herself as the news anchor that she wants to be. I I thought it was problematically dependent upon the man. Also, this is the part Mm -hmm. in my listening to these songs where I made the note, what is going on in this goddamn (laughs) year? It's so strange. Um, so you want to get rid of this one? I, I do. Mean, okay, I, I we can. I mean, because yeah, you know? Celine Dion, she will She's, come back, and we will keep her because right. we right. can't get, we can't avoid her. In like, our I mean, the world. Titanic theme. Also, that song that's "To Love soon. You More" I think is like a great song. Sing it yeah. for me, Stephen. I'm the one who wants to love you more. <laughs> I don't remember the, what the verse sounds like, but that's the. I loved it. I loved sweet, sweet hook. Yeah, um, I love that. Also, the that one that's like, and that's the way, way it is. is. Oh, of course that one. Oh, and fucking, um, fucking the one. Whoa. The fucking, uh, I finished crying in the end. All coming back to me now. Oh, nice. That is all like. coming back to me now. Fuck yeah, Sully. They are. Um, yeah. Okay. So we'll keep um, the other ones. Baby, on, but baby, we can get rid of this one. Baby. I agree. It's not the strongest. And it does play. It's like. Thank you, dude, for making me who I am, which we don't need that. Right. All right. Number two, we're approaching. This one is the Mariah Carey Mm. Boys to Men song. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I had never knew existed. Me neither. And (laughs) it's called One Sweet One Day. One Sweet Day. Am I really bad? I said that. I led you with that. that. I led no, with that. You did not say that. We'll I roll really the tape back. I think that I led with that. I was listening for it, okay. and you didn't. Michael, Michael, make a note to no, play that back, because we yeah. need to... I'm pretty sure that <laughs> I did. And did not. I'd say... I bet you social media posts. We can keep this song. I think that it's, like, super saccharine. We should definitely keep this song. But when I read that it was... Base, it was... They wrote it mm-hmm. as a way of paying tribute to all the people they knew that had died from HIV. Yeah. I was like, all right. And as I listened to it, at first I was like, like really bored. But by the end of the song, when they're, when they're singing, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. There's so many riffs and like, it's just, it, it became a cool puzzle to listen right. to and be like, whoa, you went there. You like all these new harmonies yeah. made within it. And it also, I think it's one that we're like the collaboration and the creation of it is probably super central right. to the song, which is cool. Also, yeah, just yeah. like the riffing between Boys to Mid and Mariah mm. Carey. Oh my God. Like, it's like riff competition. Yeah. Shining <laughs> right. down on me yeah. From heaven. Yeah. I know it's a riff off. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a riff off. It's a, it's a riff off. It's a riff off. Where is that I mean but I we'll guess technically it. it's in all, every Pitch Perfect movie, but mm, um, yeah, and yeah. then and then so number one, number one, 
Macarena, breaking the mold. Well, can you not be so insensitive? I'm just can, doing the way that we always. That? Okay, we, as a child, it's the way I'm that we sorry. all did it. When we, we all were, did it that way. I had to get uh, it yeah, out of the way. Anyways, yeah. this is Macarena by Los Del Rio. Um, this song, so it's so it's from their a 1993 album uh, by Los Del Rio, and it was they, there was an original version of this song that um was in spanish um and then and it was it became about when the group uh they had been doing a south america tour and they were in venezuela and they saw a local flamenco teacher perform a dance for like this party that they were at and um and then the what became the chorus kind of like came up came to the one of the artists in the in the group sort of on the spot uh-huh. which really which was the oh my god did i not write it down uh-huh. uh oh no and I forgot what it is exactly, but the what means like, you know, give your body like your body. Uh, give should your be body fun. happiness. Yeah. Give happiness to your body because right. your body is for giving happiness and nice yes. things too. alegría. I can't remember, and it's not written down. Um, but so, but then it became. Then they were asked to create an English language version, and so some english some people from the u.s collaborated and and okay and the woman who sings the uh, english lyrics carla vanessa she accepted a fixed fee contract and does not receive any residual performer royalties for this song which if you could only i can only imagine how much money she would make in the song, the she is, would never have to work again never never it's just crazy i can only imagine she is really mad about that um but this song it's gotta go oh it's so good. If go, you hadn't right? been able to tell by, by reading the English translation of the words, no, yeah, I know. Well, yeah. no, but that's about like right it, the original. So the original Give meaning of the song. Give your body joy because your body was made for giving joy your, to itself, like, not to somebody else. That is not the the because it's about itself. Give yourself joy. It says what like the, to te. Dale a tu cuerpo, like give your body to itself, like give it joy to itself. But, but it became something else in the English version. The original version was about like, yes, your dance, like dance, have fun, like let your body express joy. And it was renamed. It was named for the daughter of one of the singers, which makes me be like, yes, it clearly the change, the meaning got changed a bit when it turned into this English version. Um, Because now the, yeah, the English version is literally like my boyfriend was out of town and his two friends were so fine. And so like, and he's like not cool. And like, you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, let me just get with you. Right. Right. I think the meaning, the initial meaning of that got changed. And it's so weird that it's such a kid's song, I guess, because we don't, because the expectation is that like, but there's so much in English in it. There's like moments where I, that I never It's like almost all English. Yeah. Where she's like, I am not trying to seduce you. And I'm like, that's in this song wait right. a minute <laughs> you know yeah and it's all the english stuff is where the problems are so it's really strange that this became right. like such a hit for birthday parties and roller rinks you know also, around the world uh, this country does the does the macarena does does macarena mean anything in it's just a song? name yeah because because the english lyrics are when i dance they call me macarena yeah I'm like well, that doesn't mean anything. As far Why as I know, it is name? just a name. Like, yeah. yeah. They all want me. They can't mm-hmm. have me. So they mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. and dance beside mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're good, I'll mm-hmm. take you home with me. Yeah. 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 And the video, I can't help but being like, ah, because it's like these two older men in suits singing the male part, which is in Spanish. And then like all these scantily clad, very much younger women, like 
yeah. dancing all sexy. Also, I realized from watching the video, I've been doing the Macarena wrong my whole life because they do it like slow. Like I, my, I thought it was like you know, out, hand, out, hand, flip, up, flip, up, cross, over, cross, over, head, 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 head down, front hip, front hip, side, side, side shake, shake the Macarena. Clap. But they yeah. do it front, front, head, head, hip, hip shake 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 about they just did it that in the video i don't know where the the half the other half of the moves came from but they were not in the original video which uh was interesting <laughs> and it blows my mind <laughs> wow this this minus this is like when you read those lists that say that like you remember the berenstein bears right well actually they're Berenstain the berenstein bears, bears. <laughs> yeah i'm like Mine, I know, isn't that crazy? Is yeah, that's what they do in the video, and I could not believe. It. And I, I had plenty of opportunities to make sure I wasn't seeing something because something wrong because they do it a hundred times in the video. Um, but yeah, doing it wrong. Oh my god! Isn't that weird? I wonder how that happened. I guess yeah, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, we've made it to the bottom, and. Though we're definitely getting rid of the Macarena. Yeah. Also, I'm literally, when I Googled like the dance, mm -hmm. the third video on the list was how to do the Macarena dance at the Children's Museum. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's weird that this song yeah, is like it's so, weird. so inappropriate. And yet it's just being a kid's, a kid's anthem. song. It's so strange. Yeah. yeah. That's it, I think. I think that's it, folks. Yeah. Um, next week, 97, we are climbing up this nineties ladder and uh -huh. we're bringing, whoa, it's going to be big. Titanic Ti was the top grossing and Titanic. best picture. It's and it's been so, so long since we've had that situation. I know. Do you recall the last time that that situation I was? don't, but I remember us talking about how it only happens once in the nineties, but it happened yeah. a lot earlier. So we're also going to watch the top rated TV show, Seinfeld. Ooh, oh, yeah, I'm excited baby. about it. I've, I, you know, honestly, Seinfeld is going to be my um pretty much like everything whale. that i have seen uh, that you haven't seen <laughs> as in like basically oh, there are so oh, many nice. things i'm like how did you make it through your childhood oh, you not even die on so you haven't seen seeing Sein it a, day and... you never watched seinfeld really no. oh i actually sorry. neither has quinn i'm i'm, like, I'm almost 100 percent positive i've never seen an episode from start to finish oh my god well okay great here we go. No, yeah. no comment about whether we sh it's good or not right. that you haven't I seen have it. No, I have no uh, knowledge base. No, you don't. Right. So when I come um, in and I fucking rip it, a fucking new whoa, one. Whoa, 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 Stephen. Like, why don't you stay in your fucking car and drink your coffee, you okay. piece of shit. This fuck okay. sucks. Okay, okay, This is okay. more boring than that I fucking show. Like, who knows? <laughs> I can't wait. Who knows? Do you have any haikus? I do, but uh, let's just say goodbye first because this is how we close it out. Wow. At the very end. Um, Thank you for well, this listening. Is a, this is a Rock Rising Productions podcast. I really sincerely hope that you're following Rock Rising on, on Instagram. They have mm -hmm. a lot of amazing news, a lot of cool things coming up. Super and cool. uh, listen to all their podcasts. Also, comment on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, drive up those algorithms so <laughs> you can just create a, a deeper Reddit community with whom you can share fun Rock Rising conspiracy <clears throat> theories. He's Stephen Moskis, and I'm Gina Stevenson. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Close and I'm going to close this out with a sweet, haiku. sweet haiku. <clears throat> what? No, I just, it's like, how do you make a haiku? Ten songs, a movie. Anyways, whatever. We've got this one, world. Space scum, hear our battle cry. 
Hey, Macarena. <laughs> the end. You're counting right, the sure. syllables. I did. Yeah, just let I me did. have it. I and just, it's I, also, <laughs> it fits perfectly. Thank you. Okay, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Oh, you should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Why, why, what do you like love, Seinfeld? You have a lot of knowledge. I know, we probably just go off of some like lists online. Well, typically what we do is we like find like two lists. This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.